0: And welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast exploring irrelevant questions about entertainment, namely movies, TV's, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, Matt, what should people do?
1: Like, subscribe, and check out something, I guess. Yeah.
2: We exist. Our, but our Instagram is fairly. currently
0: on hold right now because yep. life has been
1: absolutely nuts for us, you know what? everybody. Send us an email,
2: Loserspod at
1: gmail.com.
0: It doesn't even have to be five-paragraph format. Just it send does. us. It does. They could be five very short paragraphs.
1: Yeah. I've, I've written a script that will immediately discard any email that is not five paragraph essay.
0: You look for like four new lines. Yep.
1: You could actually do that. You I, can you look prob- for... Yeah, I'm sure it'd be pretty easy. I to can do, do that. Do. You, you don't know, that. know how to code. I don't know very much about coding. <laughs> <laughs> I can, in Excel, I can do a thing that says, okay, sum these cells.
0: Wow. You know, you don't even have to make a format for that. You can literally just know, drag it. Just it. It's, drag in back, right. and it's in the bottom right. It's in the bottom right ah
1: matt preston what you been up to uh well not sleeping enough i can tell you that
0: (laughs) oh me too why are you not sleeping enough
1: uh because i'm just too busy oh
0: yeah i just i sleep plenty except my right eye has been twitching for a week oh which makes which tells me that i'm tired and Mm -hmm. i'm constantly tired even though i've been sleeping like eight to ten hours every night huh i don't understand it interesting
2: yeah well
0: anyway
1: anyway uh i have been chipping up to some stuff, barely. Not okay. Much. uh last week on our vacation episode yeah check
0: out our campfire episode it was kind of fun yeah. put a computer in between a bunch of us and we just talked yeah. mostly about Loki
1: yeah and then about a lot of loki and then we kind of roundtabled some what stuff
0: watch should, what what have should we been up to
1: yeah um I mentioned that I was uh in the middle of the oxbow incident uh book um in that campfire discussion and I finished that book on the plane home okay uh and it's really really good and the last chunk is like oh oh no oh bad oh no No, depressing oh yeah um so so explain the book again for people who didn't so for people who didn't watch the vacation episode or pay attention when you were talking when i was talking i presume you're not paying attention now when i'm talking (laughs) right but i'll say it again for the benefit of people who want to hear it again yeah um so the oxbow incident is a western it's a western novel and it very much is written in that western style um, short, punchy sentences, cowboy, stoic cowboy characters and, uh, stuff like that. Uh, but it was written in 1940, uh, which, I mean, there were plenty of Westerns right then. It was a popular genre coming into the big screen. Um, Stagecoach was big movie, 1939, John Wayne's breakout role. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the Oxbow incident is more of what I can characterize as an anti-Western. Um, so the story is there's a couple of cowboys and they've been kind of up in the mountains doing cowboy stuff for a while, um, mostly not with each other, mostly. Um, <laughs> I'm giving a he's giving a great little look to the a camera. For look to the camera there. Uh, audio humor at its best. Yep. Yes. Um. They they come down into town, and they just have enough time to pour themselves a drink when a kid comes riding into town from another one of the ranches and says, Hey, you know those cattle rustlers we've been suspecting have been around rustling cattle for a while? Well, they upped and shot one of our dudes right in the face. Oh, no! Oh, no! So, town goes all abuzz really quickly, and they rally together a posse to... Go out and track down these guys, and they track down some guys, and they're like, "All right, you must be the guys." And the guys are like, we're, "We're not the guys. We have perfectly logical explanations for why we're out here in the middle of winter. Well, no, it's like springtime. Why we're out here in the middle of springtime with a whole bunch of cows and no bill of sale, and we totally didn't shoot the guy, even though we have his gun. No, they definitely shot the guy. Except maybe they didn't shoot the guy. Oh, did they? Maybe not shoot the they guy. Maybe didn't shoot the guy. So oh, like the whole will- middle chunk of the book is like." did these guys shoot the guy? They did have they shoot the guy. Shoot Maybe the they guy. didn't shoot the guy. Yeah. And so it's it's not like a, a straightforward cowboy murder mystery kind of thing as much as it's like a investigation of mob justice and its role in the American frontier. And, Ooh. Um, sort of tackling the – It does very much the anti-Western thing of tackling the uh, sort of hyper-masculine ideal of the cowboy, which mm. is, um, you know, there's the, the, – the, Good qualities in there, but it can be a very destructive thing right. if taken as a whole, and if put into circumstances where that um, strength becomes brittle, yeah, sort of. So it asks a lot of interesting questions. It's um, it's kind of a slow read. It takes place over the course of about a day and a half, and it's like 250 300 pages. Mm-hmm. It's basically written in real time, just like oh as yeah, I you talking about this um, yeah. So it, it drags a little bit, and there's a lot of characters will kind of break off from the main group and have a little philosophical conversation about what's going on for three or four pages, huh. which is a little Ayn Rand, but fun. A little what? Ayn Rand. How's that? Atlas Shrugged. Mm-hmm. He's culturally illiterate. Mm-hmm. We'll cast him out. I'm also just illiterate. Yeah. Um, Ayn Rand was a, a philosopher and allegedly a writer um, in the... Uh, mid twentieth century. Um, she wrote Atlas Shrugged, which is sort of a libertarian um flashpoint, but not exactly the, the premises. Like, hey, here is all these um superpower businessmen people, and they all start going missing, and they go off to the little secret commune, and it's mm. a utopia, and it's um, it's a lot of just moralizing and philosophy gotcha. shoved into a novel. Um, okay but it's a, it does just a little bit of that and it's not too bad cuz like the characters are really well drawn there's mm-hmm. a bunch of them but you you get each of their own perspectives and you kind of understand where they're coming from and you get to play their little tensions against each other yeah. and it's it's good it's really well done um the movie's also good uh, i haven't seen the movie in a long time but i remember really liking it at the time it's got henry fonda as the main guy oh yeah um so yeah oxbow incident i'm I really like anti-westerns, which on the flight back, uh, not the one where I was reading the Oxbow incident, unfortunately, I'd finished it. But um, the last flight back, the guy got into the seat next to me and he had a copy of Blood Meridian, which is another anti-western that I wrote a paper on in college because I liked it so much. And I was like, oh, sweet. This guy's going to get into it. And at some point, he's going to take a break and I'm going to engage in conversation. It's going to be great. And then he never cracked the book open. He just played on his phone the entire flight. And I was like, okay, you're just a poser.
0: (laughs) hey i was on my phone i am also a poser you're a poser i'm a poser i pretend to read books i've not read books i've read four books you know that's more than some people can say and i'm i I'm feel like it's you. not well actually no that i guess yeah considering that i'm not including any book that i read or half read in school yeah i've read four books of my own <laughs> on yeah. my own right fully yes. four full books I have half read so many books on my own. Actually, that's not true. I read some books. I read uh, about four of the Rangers Apprentice series. Okay. Like on my own. Yeah, that's something. I read a few of the Harry Potters on my own. Sure. Um, I read The Hobbit. I actually did read The Hobbit forever ago. Okay. Like on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I read the first 60 pages of the Silmarillion, so that doesn't count. Oof. Yeah.
1: I mean, the first 60 pages are great, but.
0: I don't remember them. I remember it being very biblical.
1: yeah no the the opening like creation myth is awesome yeah but
0: but yeah so uh you never talked to him because he's a poser
1: yeah never talked to him because he's a poser and made me kind of sad yeah what are you gonna do um anything uh, else i just want to say i'm really proud of you for like taking the choice to sit down as an adult and actually read some books it's something that not enough people do and i really respect you for it thank
0: you that was (laughs)
1: My, i'm in kind of a wholesome mood yeah,
0: my brain is not doesn't know how to file this away
1: <laughs> so you know how i like getting under people's skin yeah like this that's is the next iteration it is of that it, the Just next
0: iteration is unmedicated positivity oh god
1: <laughs> i don't know
2: what's happening
1: <laughs> uh all right um let's see so i did that uh i have watched the second episode of loki but not the third episode Mm -hmm. so i'm behind the times i won't talk too much about that (laughs) behind the time Uh, Uh, i'm done (laughs) thanks (laughs) um i'm enjoying it but i'll i figure i'll just bounce off your conversation when you talk about it a little more um, I watched, oh, the, uh, the first episode of Rick and Morty season five dropped on YouTube. Oh. Yeah. Adult Swim just put it on their YouTube channel. Yeah, they like, do that. Here you go. For the people. Is it fine? Yeah, it's pretty fine. All right. Yeah. It seems like they've toned the F word down a little bit. Clearly okay. they've been listening, taking some notes. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Adult Swim. We have a great, we have a great channel. listener base and we have a mm-hmm. very broad reach. Yep. Very, very proud of that. No, but it's, a uh, it's good. It feels like classic Rick and Morty. It does some good shenanigans and it does some existential stuff without beating you over the head with it mostly jessica becomes a time god it's a little weird
0: yeah but there's been those things that happened like the first season
1: yeah so yeah all right yeah it's uh it's fine i'll watch the i'll watch episode two if they
0: put it on youtube
1: if they put it on youtube they probably won't it's probably a yeah it's
0: probably a, a gimmick to get you to watch it what's it on is it on hulu uh
1: it's on hulu i think it's also on hbo max Okay. Um. Wow. What's a, that's an interesting. Yeah. Huh. So. I'll have to, I'll I don't
0: have know. to take. I'll have to take a gander.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: At some point. I've got so many other things to do
1: though.
2: Yeah.
0: You done? Yep. All right.
1: Okay. I've got a it. List. Let's do, it. Let's I've do got, it.
0: This is a combination of things that I finally finished. Some things I've done. Things I've forgotten to mention. Um, but also mostly it's one big rant about one specific thing
1: that I'm I'll just get gonna, to in I'm a gonna minute. I'm going to sit back. It's I'm not gonna, a rant. It's... I'm going to, I'm going to put myself out of the distance of the mic and just let you go.
0: No, it's actually, it's not as much of a rant. It's something that I want to dig a little bit more into, which I, I'm going to save it for the end because it could be an interesting conversation about writing
1: stories. I'm too far away from the mic. I
0: <laughs> so I'll start with, uh, I finished Tinker Taylor. I did talk about that in the last episode. Yes. Um, But when I read it the last episode, we just, it just revealed who the person was. Right. um, Who the mole was.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you start to get a, we, we talked about it a little bit. Um, Yeah, no, I, it's, it treats the audience like an adult where it basically, uh, it, it's really weird to explain.
1: An adult, a single adult. It Did he lines have so little faith in his book that it would only sell one copy to one adult
0: <laughs> it lines out the entire explanation of what happened very mm-hmm. clearly right at the end mm-hmm. but in a way that it makes sense that the characters would still do that mm-hmm. it had the we fought a ducks like right. it was so as long as you were paying a little bit of attention every once in a while I like... wasn't right uh then you get the story it's really good um I am gonna go back and read it again now that I kind of know. Cause I didn't know the full explanation of why I knew who mm-hmm. it was, but now I know more at more of the inner workings of the situation and mm-hmm. who else was kind of involved, albeit inadvertently. And right. so I can go back and read it again. Uh, but I have started reading, uh, I was on the plane and I didn't want to be on my phone the whole time. So I started reading the honorable Schoolboy*.
1: Hey, that means you're not a poser.
0: Yay. Uh, the Honorable Schoolboy which is the sequel it is right it, it's in the fallout of the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy mm-hmm. uh revelation and the circus which is the uh English espionage group intelligence agency mm-hmm. uh is in like shambles and the the premise is that it's a uh I'm not entirely certain what the exact premises because i'm only a couple chapters in it's also a hundred more pages than tinker taylor and 18 fewer chapters so they were much Uh, thicker chapters okay so i'm like two chapters in but it's also it's following kind of a couple it's a a little ragtag group of journalists that are "Oh, oh this weird uh rich guy that lives so they're in hong kong and Mm -hmm. like there's this one weird rich guy that lives that that is a that they know is a spook or a spy uh that lives in hong kong just up and left out of nowhere uh there was a guy who tracked down all the information he's like he's been gone there's the sale of all like all the furniture and stuff like that so he literally up and left and then Lacar proceeds to spend 18 pages of this little group of journalists going to the, uh, that house to see if they can figure it out Mm -hmm. and describing in visceral detail, the temperature, the rain, the, the aesthetic of (laughs) the area. Like, it's just like, I, I know what that place looks like. (laughs) That's useful. Um, but it's also really interesting because it's got a lot of really fascinating characters. Like all the Mm -hmm. characters have very clear ideas of journalism and stuff like that. All right. Um, but I'm only two chapters in. Mm-hmm. I will update when I finish it. All so right. that's what I'm working on next, except for my giant stack of comics, which I'll get to in a second. Okay. Uh, what else have I done? I, uh, we just watched Ragnarok. Uh. Uh, so our big MCU watch through. Watch Ragnarok. So great. So good. I haven't seen it in maybe a year all the way through. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's so fun. I love Taika Waititi. Now that I'm a little bit more attuned to his style, because I've watched Wilder, Wilder People and mm-hmm. like noted stuff, um, there's it's his dialogue where it's just straight on um, camera shots mm-hmm. of two people going back and forth where it's not really at an angle or over-the-shoulder shots. It's straight on, and yep. it's just... It just, I, 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 love his style. Mm-hmm. It's just so, it's so fast. It's so quirky. And then they're improvised, all yep. their improvised moments. Um, it, uh, so I love Tom Hiddleston. Oh yeah. Um, don't we all? I will. Uh, so I've liked Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Um, and then in Loki episode one, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a scene. Spoilers for episode one, if you haven't seen it, it'll be maybe 30 seconds. So, if you haven't seen episode one, tune out right now. Uh, When he's watching everything that's happened mm-hmm. in his not future, in his past self-future right. thing, uh, his facial reactions, we can see everything he's thinking. Yeah, Like, he just, with his eyes and with his, like, eyebrows, it is just, he is a phenomenal actor when it comes to facial acting. And there are act- a lot of actors that can do that. It's not an uncommon thing, but it's just it's it's jaw-dropping to see it done that well in the context of like MCU. Mm-hmm. And uh so it he does it in that scene and it continues through the show. Like you can just tell he's a fantastic facial actor. And then watching Ragnarok, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. There are several moments where it's just something tips off something in his mind and like you can see the conflict within him yep. and just seeing inner monologue like you can read the pages of inner, inner monologue that would be in a book in yeah. his eyes um so because of watching loki and me loving uh tom hiddleston i looked up what what else he's been in and you've told me this and I didn't remember it. The Night Manager. Yeah. So I watched the first episode of The Night Manager. Yes. <laughs>
1: Finally got you on that. Been
0: waiting. Uh, the Night Manager is a miniseries that is based on a novel written by John Lacar, who is the guy who wrote Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yep. John Lacar is like the guy that I apparently really love. Yeah. Because Night Manager is so fantastic. I haven't Isn't finished. It? I, it's just the first episode. Yeah. But I just wanted to see. And it doesn't let
1: down. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. It, I haven't had time since watching the first one because we've been right. doing other stuff but uh that's another thing i've been up to is i've watched the first one and there's a scene right at the very beginning where a woman one of the characters is like walking across the screen and it cuts to him and again you can see the pages of inner monologue of him basically completely constructing like deconstructing reconstructing the situation that's going on yep. in his head and you understand exactly what he's thinking yep if you're paying close enough attention
1: uh, sure <laughs> Great but game. it's
0: just, I love him so much. Yeah, I, I'm on a bender of Tom Hiddleston right now. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't wait to watch the rest
1: of it. Um, do you think you should play James Bond? Who? Maybe you should finish the Night Manager before I should finish the Night nice Manager. Question,
0: but, um, I think that's a bit of a complicated question, given that now Amazon Prime owns MGM mm-hmm. and James Bond might completely change. Their formula and it might not fit Tom Hiddleston anymore. True. It might be more of a like I I feel like what's going to happen is it's going to become a wait, no, Night Manager is Amazon Prime.
1: It's Is it a Prime Original? I believe it's
0: a Prime Original.
1: I think it's a Prime Original.
0: Okay. okay. Maybe they can do maybe they maybe they will bring James Bond back to a little bit more of a spy, like an
1: espionage stuff. Because it
0: hasn't been that.
1: No, it's been much more action. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, if Hiddleston, Hiddleston would make a pretty low key James Bond.
0: Yeah. I hate you. I love it though.
1: It's but, not my joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that I, I actually, if they do bring it back to more early James Bond words, it is more espionage and then mm-hmm. um based on that one page that you randomly flipped to in the book that we found in uh Montana that was just a <laughs> sex scene, <laughs> apparently. It's racy. <laughs> um No, I, I think he'd be he seems I don't know how I'm assuming I will see more of kind of the personality of James Bond later in night manager, which is why I assume yeah. why you mentioned that. Yes. Um, but also I think when it comes to espionage stuff, the reason that I think I'm so excited about this, about night manager is there's so much. And the reason I love Tinker Taylor is because you have to read people's reactions, knowing what they know in order to understand the plot right like the genuine we fought a ducks and i think with tom hiddleston being as such a such a good facial actor i think that'd be great Mm -hmm. to have him do more espionage stuff because yeah yes you you need that um so i think yeah i think it'd be a good news one
2: okay
0: um we also just watched black panther today Ah. by way i mean me and caitlin like right for people who don't know we're watching through all the mcu stuff um That's a fantastic movie. It's a pretty good movie. It's the music I remembered because I've only seen it once. And that was when we watched it in the theaters. Mm -hmm. So I forgot a lot about it, including like the reveal that happens right at the very beginning where it's, uh, you got a guy who's being a traitor and then King Tachaka comes in and is like, ah, why have you betrayed me? And then he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he's like, Hey, Z, Z, Z Zap, his buddy? Uh, Forrest Whitaker. No, not Forrest Whitaker. It was the guy that had the stroke. Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker yeah, yeah, yeah. Forrest Whitaker's character. He's like, ah, oh, I'm also a Wakanda and I've been spying on you. does a little thing like, oh, shit. Like, I actually <laughs> reacted. Anyway, the music is fantastic. Yes. We've talked about it before on our review mm-hmm. uh, how it marries hip hop in the context of Killmonger. Mm-hmm. And the modern realm, including Sh- uh, Sh- Sheree. Why mm-hmm. I don't know why I struggled so hard with that. Those times uh, she listens to that a little bit, um, and then to the uh, like the tribal music of General Wakanda, including uh, T'Challa, but like also just anytime there's anything that has to do with like the tribal stuff, it's got tribal and like music, and then. Mm-hmm. Anything that has to do with ancestral stuff. So when they're on the ancestral plane, there's mm-hmm. that that motif with the strings. But then it also comes in when T'Challa and Kingmonger or Killmonger are fighting,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, because you know they're like it's fighting essentially for their ancestors. Yeah, and it's... so like it kind of has that ancestral mm-hmm. uh, backing of it, and like that just I didn't notice that the first time. I didn't read in it. I was like, oh, they're yeah. just fighting because they're mad at each other. And now I'm just like, oh my god, they're fighting for their fathers who are dead there's there yeah. it's a blood feud of family and it's mm-hmm. um which just hit me a whole new level yeah by having that music playing in the background is that just like action pack music it was yep. look ancestors <laughs> so yep so good who's the do you remember who the composer was in that ludwig Gorenson. ludwig Gorenson. what else is tenet there
1: it is did we like tenants music? I think I liked tenants music. You liked tenants music a lot coming out of it. I didn't love it in the movie, but it's growing on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did download it a few weeks ago. Um, downloaded it. Yeah. Bought it. Get Spotify. I can't put Spotify <laughs> in my Zoom. <Zune. laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm not joking about that. He has a Zoom. I have a Zoom. Yep. <laughs> I use it. Uh, no, it's really great music to work out to. Oh, because um, it's got like a good driving beat, mm-hmm. um, but it's got its quieter moments where you need where you can relax intensity. And it's got it. I'm discovering. I'm trying to to start running more, um, just to you know get my exercise, get yeah. my steps in for the day, and in shape, get in shape. I don't want to be
0: these fat comic book readers. <laughs> um,
1: and I'm discovering that. So I I basically just listen to movie soundtracks when I run. Mm. Um, and I need ones that have generally enough energy to, you know, keep me moving, um, Mm. that have enough quiet moments where I can let myself relax at times and that have at least two or three moments where it's just pure adrenaline hypes me up and I can kind of go into a sprint for a little bit. Um, what's a, a good example? Um. Let's see. Uh the uh, dream is collapsing from inception when it goes into the full bomb bomb.
0: Okay. I'm going to take your word for it. I don't remember okay. I don't exactly. Know. Um
1: Yeah. Uh Tenet soundtrack has Okay. Tenet soundtrack has one of those the uh 47, the 747, the Oh, yeah, where it's exploding and running it, into Yeah, it. it's got the it's really it, it, the track is still so cool. It starts off with this just this little pizzicato strings motif. Bum bum boom like drops a mm-hmm. minor ninth and then it just it basically takes that and builds that motif into this giant climax and it's very cool cool so I'm, take- I'm coming around on it all right Gorinson, what a dude i'll take a listen to it i think he did the venom soundtrack too oh which i remember kind of like hey that movie's coming out that second movie's coming out oh soon. yeah i forgot about that yeah but
0: anyway but anyway black panther is phenomenal yes um the I I mean I remembered it was it's one of the first movies that like I maintained a lot of information because I was watching it critically Mm -hmm. for the review so I maintained a lot of like retained a lot of the details so I kind of I knew what was happening going on there's a few small details uh it definitely it Dated itself with the "what are those" reference. It dated them in
1: its own in the theater. Literally in the uh, theater, yeah. where I was like that's out of date. <laughs> that was really funny when they wrote it in the script.
0: Yep, um, but uh, like Killmonger's mentality and ruthlessness and motivation is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It is it is it's a good villain, great villain. Um, we also watched. Uh, she and I went to the theater to watch. In the Heights. Ah. Have you seen In the Heights yet?
1: I haven't seen In the Heights yet. How uh,
0: it? Did you like Hamilton?
1: I liked Hamilton. I'm not in love with Hamilton, but I liked Hamilton. I am in love with Hamilton. Yeah.
0: Uh, what did you like about
1: Hamilton? Um... That's a great question. I'm really glad you asked that question. I haven't thought about the answer to that question in a long time.
0: Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I like about Hamilton. Okay, well,
1: that, that felt like you would building up to that. Uh, I'll let you do that.
0: The characters all have very clear motivations and goals
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, uh, characterizations that, when paired with each other, create interesting conflicts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pinnacle example of that is literally hamilton and burr uh the two of them mm-hmm. like their opposing goals create the conflict of the whole musical um and after watching in the heights i have 100 confidence that lin-manuel miranda is one of the best ensemble cast character writing people in the world
1: okay that's a very specific <laughs> category but it's one to be good at
0: it within the heights so first of all the music is great i mm-hmm. it's just what it's is so in the fun.
1: heights tell the people in the know. heights is
0: it is uh it, it from the con mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. it is a musical that is a story being told by the main character usnavi mm-hmm. who is played by anthony ramos hey. uh, in the original musical it was played by lin-manuel miranda mm-hmm. uh and he's telling the story of him in Washington growing up in washington heights not really growing up but mm-hmm. being grown up in washington heights and the whole thing is that there is this group that, that everyone in washington heights they're all latino they come from uh there's a a group that comes from the dominican republican there's a cuba group that comes from cuba there's a group that comes from uh mexico they're all like it's such a heavy Latino community Mm -hmm. and they all have dreams. The whole thing kind of stems from this, like the American dream. So many of them Mm -hmm. are immigrant children of immigrants or immigrants themselves coming to America to, to to have the American dream. Mm -hmm. And they all have these dreams of what they want to do. And it's, it's kind of that story of them being mid twenties to 30, uh, like the group, uh, and, um, to keep it ambiguous making progress towards their dream or achieving their dream or not achieving their dream or changing their dream based on things it's it's all about their dreams and okay. how their dreams interact and there there are about five characters that are kind of i think about five ballparking right now um that are the uh kind of focal point of it and all of them have and so the reason when I mentioned their motivations and their goals mm-hmm. is they all have their goals and what they value. And okay. some and as humans sometimes their goals and what they value don't perfectly align, sure. but they kind of fit together with other people's goals and what they value in these really interesting puzzle pieces that create character conflicts in between the like the pairs of them, among the pairs of them. That just makes a phenomenal story that writes itself. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what he does. Okay. Is, he didn't really do it with Hamilton because those people existed. Right. But <laughs> uh, well, he kind of
1: he takes a little creative, he, creative can, licensing right around. A
0: shape um, but he has this character. Wanted to do this. And because of these given situations is now in this conflict that can't tell people because of this specific conflict Mm -hmm. and like you understand that character and first five songs are all literally just each of them singing explaining what their character arcs are or their character motivations are and then you just watch it play out where a character who has this their sole motivation is a trying to do that motivation but it directly conflicts with a uh, character b who has a different motivation and you understand exactly why that happens uh-huh. and you can see those coming together to collide at one given moment And you're like oh no oh no and then like sub character b is backed up by subcharacter c mm-hmm. which is has a very unique relationship with character a right that like so it's just th- there's there's no bad guy
2: mm-hmm
0: and, and that's something that it, it does that even better than Hamilton. Because with Hamilton, Burr is kind of the bad guy. like You understand yeah. his motivations and everything, but... He's the closest uh,
1: thing to a villain you get, aside from right. King George. <laughs> right. <laughs> da, da, um, da, da,
0: da. Which has an appearance in the movie. Yeah. It's literally a holding holding music. It's just, <laughs> oh, uh, you'll be back. um But it's, there's no villain. It's literally just the fact that people's motivations lead them into natural conflicts with each other Mm -hmm. and i loved it so much because it i you know how much i love just dread
2: yes
1: (laughs) weird enough yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) it's yeah that's it
1: Mm -hmm. um so you would you say it's a dreadful movie
0: it's a dreadfully amazing movie okay um it doesn't it there's a couple points where you're like, you know, I feel like it should be wrapping up soon, and then it wraps up. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a little predictable from the beginning. Um, sure. There are character archetypes that you look at that character archetype, and you're like, I know exactly what's going to happen with this person, uh, and then that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it, it, and also it's just crazy to see uh, Stephanie Beatrice be as like high-pitched and like loud and colorful Ah. as she is in that when i'm (laughs) fully used to her as rosa (laughs) um but no it is a it's a phenomenal movie um i'm absolutely gonna want to watch it again Mm -hmm. and i i was fully okay it also might not be as good as i think because i think i was going into it expecting it to be complete bad like just Uh. not good because it's manuel miranda's first
2: one
0: uh and so i was expecting like he perfected the art with hamilton which he did sure but maybe maybe the musical if i went back and went back and watched the raw musical it wouldn't be as good but Mm -hmm. because he's had the experience with hamilton and he tweaked it there are definitely some situations that uh that not situations shots and events that i feel like can't really happen on the stage so Mm -hmm. it's probably some elements there's a whole musical number fully on at a pool mm-hmm. and there's stuff that definitely didn't happen on stage. First but like, 20
1: rows get a free whatever you call the thing <laughs> zone.
0: Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um Poncho. there is one moment I think my biggest problem with it, there's one moment towards the end that it seems to break the reality that the movie has created. Mm. So up until then it's been a pretty grounded reality with a couple little uh there's like a daydream moment mm-hmm. that since it's a daydream is fine that it was a little fantastical it had giant swaths of fabric coming over buildings mm-hmm. um and there's a couple other things where it's uh it's just uh people are doing hand motions and there's little animations that pop up with it mm-hmm. um but it's then musical. there's
1: musical you get a little bit of hyperreality yeah
0: but then there's one song towards the end that two characters that gravity shifts and they're dancing along the side of a building mm-hmm. and it feels like it's going too hyper reality for how much they've done so far okay. it was the only part that i was like what's happening <laughs> did the building fall over because <laughs> they they movies do that where they throughout the movie they kind of convince you what the reality is Mm -hmm. and then if at the end of the movie something way different happens it kind of catches you off guard um it was very seamless Mm
2: -hmm. how they
0: did it because it was during a musical number and like the first uh when they transitioned from upright gravity to sideways gravity was literally they did it so carefully that i didn't notice it until the guy just like basically did a flip and landed on the side of the building (laughs) because it had one character sitting Mm
2: -hmm. against
0: the the back so as like because it was a rig like they did with Inception so as it was leaning backwards the back her back was on the ground Uh, so you didn't see her move at all and he was just leaning in just the right way that like he could support himself Mm -hmm. so it was until he literally just like made one move and was suddenly Uh, sideways like whoa and then my adhd brain decided the next two minutes that i needed to figure out how the f they did that (laughs) (laughs) um going back wasn't as seamless because you could kind of see how they were sliding back and leaning into it sure um but that that movie magic yo (laughs) that's cool i was like oh oh they're sideways now how do they do that uh (laughs) cgi
2: maybe (laughs)
0: Uh, and then she kept stepping on windows that would definitely have broken. So my brain caught onto that oh, stuff. Yeah, but For sure. No, but it is a wonderful movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's so much fun. I highly recommend it to everybody to go check it out. I'll um, just
1: do that very thing. Do it! Okay.
0: Uh, right now. Adios. Uh, what else have I done? I watched the first two Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I'm working my way through uh, the entire series. One of those is good. Uh, the first one's good. First one's great. First one's fantastic.
1: Beautiful movie. Because we,
0: I've, I've done, I, I did this one before um, where I, I kind of knew about them and I knew that later movies were bad and I was like, the mm-hmm. first one's not gonna be that good and I watched it. It was just on my laptop mm-hmm. just sitting in my chair and then I, I, I literally pulled it up on Netflix on my laptop sitting in my chair expecting to just turn it off in about 15 minutes and then suddenly I watched the entire movie sitting there. Like, it's a captivating movie. Yeah. It is a very good movie. Cap- Capped. Ah, <laughs> um I should pirate it. Uh, <laughs> this ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> um booty. <laughs> uh the second movie's not bad.
1: No. The second, the second movie's funny.
0: totally acceptable. Yeah. It, I, it
1: blows it, out the sort of the nature of the world and its rules get very weird, but right.
0: And so the second one is where he gets eaten by the thing at the end, right? Yep. Yeah. Um not looking forward to the next one cuz I've heard the next one is at world's end, right? Yeah, yeah. cuz they have to go to like the world's end to find him and it just yep. becomes way more fantastical. Yeah,
1: they start to get really wrapped up in their own mythology yeah. pretty quickly there.
0: Um so but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to truck through all of them cuz I yep. feel like I need to do it because they are doing the new one. They're bringing back the full cast. Yep. And something tells me this one's gonna be good i don't know what it is i just i'm a pisces and adhd and apparently both of them have very good intuition okay something tells me this one's gonna be good
1: <laughs> all right i said the same thing about terminator 6 and
0: well you're not a oh you are a pisces am i yeah i
1: thought it was aquarius oh maybe you are
0: i don't know i don't know i know nothing i don't I'm, care kaylin is super into astrology and she's also a pisces so like she tells me that we're good at a, uh, at intuition and i've had a lot of moments where i'm like i have a feeling this is gonna happen and then exactly that it happens um so i feel like i'm pretty good and then also i saw a tiktok that apparently adhd has like a superpower of intuition so mm-hmm. i don't know i just feel like it's gonna be good maybe it's not gonna be the best movie it might not live up to one mm-hmm. but i'm i'm i my my guess is, is i'm gonna put it between one and two Okay. It needs to be better than two, but not as good as one. I just, I just feel like it's going to be good. Okay, and that's what made me want to go watch all these movies,
2: all right. also
0: that I haven't seen three or four or five. Yeah, um, four is not on Disney Plus. That's fine. Uh, no, five is the one that only has Johnny Depp, right? Yes. Yeah, because the other two left. Right. Um, but four is currently in a weird. Uh, has a as a a deal with stars. Oh. To be there so i'm waiting for that deal to end okay but i'll watch them i'll rest the rest of the rest of them eventually
1: yep poor you i feel very sorry for you
0: yeah well it will be fine Yep. i'm back to reading comics finally yay uh i'm
1: starting to worry about you i got Maybe. a
0: thick stack of comics to read through yeah um and the first on that list is catwoman and i'm almost Eey, done ow. I am almost through the character that, that my that that little stack of Catwoman uh, comics. Right. I'm currently in volume six. I'm in the middle of it. Uh, but let me just I'll just start with the first run by Judd. Judd Winnick is okay. volumes one and two. So it's about issues one through ten.
2: Mm hmm.
0: It is so sexual that it I could not read the comic. Like, I, I read <laughs> through them all, but right. it was just so distracting. Yeah. And. I, I I went on the internet to see if I could find anyone explaining why, like, if Judd Winnick is that kind of person. Mm-hmm. I've never really liked his stuff, but I've never been, like, he's never been a bad writer in my head. i just not a huge fan of his stuff. Sure. Um, according to several reviewers, the sexualizing was intentional to pu- make it off-putting. feel like I didn't do that the right way. It just made it uncomfortable, and I didn't like. Sounds like he succeeded. He made it off-putting yeah but i didn't enjoy reading it yeah like there's a difference between making a content off-putting for the sake of being off-putting and also just making it unenjoyable and he made it unenjoyable um he's way better with uh with male stuff uh he did uh the green arrow zero issue the zero issue of the new 52 all Mm -hmm. lines have a zero issue that is like kind of their origin story Mm -hmm. uh that's that was enjoyable uh Red Hood. He did Red Hood in the out. Uh, he is the one responsible for Under the Red Hood, and also just like okay. Jason Todd coming back and stuff like that. Right. And those are interesting stories. Um, so he's better with male stuff. Um, so clearly, like I'm fine with him. Uh, which can directly co- contradicts the exact thing I just said earlier. But right. who surprised? I'm self conflicting. Ann Nocenti. Who? Ann Nocenti is a writer that I cannot stand. She is actively my least favorite comic book writer now. More than Enemy of the Show Rob Liefeld? More than Enemy of the Show Rob Liefeld. Because he's just ridiculous. Okay. I haven't read his stuff. Well, I've read like one thing and I didn't like it, but Anna Senti, So, you know the phrase, uh, once is an occurrence, twice is a coincidence, three times is a pattern? Mm -hmm. I have three distinct runs by her that I actively hate. Wow, okay. And they are the only things that I've read, like, I haven't read anything good by her. Wow. I have now read three things that
1: I actively hate, and all of them are by her. This sounds like a rant ready to happen. I think...
0: Before I get into it, so... Catwoman... The Catwoman line, written by Ann Nocenti, is... uh, It's long, it's three volumes, which is... Mm-hmm ballpark around 20 issues sure um she also has written katana which if you recall going back to when i read katana it's just the, its own self-contained thing um it had really bad pacing and the dialogue felt unnatural okay also Green Arrow, Volumes 2 and 3 of The New 52. Do you remember about my opinions of the Green Arrow run of The New 52? Enlighten me. Volumes 1 through 3 are hot garbage. Volumes 4 through 6 brought to my attention Jeff Lemire, who is now my favorite comic book writer. That sounds great. And now Catwoman. Okay. All of these that I actively oh while I was reading them and like when I talked about them on the podcast, I am on record of not liking them. Yep. And now I have a name to put all put with all of them, and they're all the same issues. She is a consistently bad writer. I'm sorry, Andocenti, if you're listening to this. I'm sure you're a fantastic person. Your ability to write comics is completely unrelated, like fully exclusive of your quality of a person. I just don't like the way you write. <laughs> anyway, so I'm just going to start one one by one okay. of each of my issues that I have identified. And you said we,
1: there were about 20 issues in her run. <laughs> <of the
2: cat.
1: laughs> I had um, to make the joke once. It's out. I don't have to make it again for good. The, rest of the
0: episode. Um, so let's talk about pacing. Yes, let's. She is god-awful at pacing, and it's... so let's oh there's so it's so hard to just break down everything that that i've had wrong with it um she doesn't transition between scenes at all it Mm. feels as though there is a page that is just missing that is the transition between the scenes and by that i mean any book you read any movie you watch any graphic novel you read with the books it'll be the last line with the movies it'll also be like the last line of the scene Mm -hmm. uh books last line of the chapter right Uh, and with graphic novels it's typically the last couple panels of that little scene Mm -hmm. all have some sort of cliffhanger or reveal or like dramatic like some sort of oh like there's a point for this this scene right. or or sequence that ends with ex- with with some new development. Right. That's just naturally how that goes because you need to do stuff. Sure. She has no sense of that.
2: Uh. Literally
0: everything is just like it feels like it ends in the middle of the conversation and just changes to the next. Like it's they're reading and two people were talking. It's like oh yeah, and then uh uh and then we went to Montana. Next scene. That's it. No, like, like, I don't know. It just feels like it could be done just better if she made the last line, like the last sentence, a bubble over the next scene's panel. Like mm-hmm. it's like a. So what's called an L cut L cut audio is on top. No.
1: J cut
2: L- J
0: cut. What's L? What? what side is L cut? If audio, or no, audio is on the bottom. L cut. L cut. So, <laughs> so, to explain to casual people what that was an L what an L cut and a J cut are, uh, in video editing, you have your, your track, which is your video and your audio. Your video frames are all on top, and your audio waveform is on the bottom. And what an L-cut is, is if they change the scene of the video before they change the scene of the audio. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see that in movies where you're where it changes like it's establishing shot of the location of the next scene. But you still hear someone saying something from the previous scene. Right. The flip side of that is you hear someone saying something of the next scene while it's still like focusing on someone's face. Mm-hmm. And so like there's, it just helps the transitions feel more natural. Mm-hmm. She does none of that. Back to the Catwoman, She does nothing that blends the two shots together yeah. in any way, two panels together. And it just feels missing. Um, Like, so in Katana, there's one thing where someone says something along the lines of, Oh yeah, this person's in China. Next panel she's in China. No element of, oh, looks like I'm going to China. Like mm-hmm. that would just that like pacing-wise just ties the two together mm-hmm. that she's going to China, but being told that they're not that they're in China it's just See the way you
1: describe it. I'm like, okay, I kind of like that. It's kind of cool.
0: It doesn't feel natural when reading it. Okay. I it's I guess I just can't describe it as well Mm -hmm. um like it feels like they're smash cuts but not good (laughs) yeah it's it it just feels weird to read and it feels like i'm just being jerked back and forth okay and then kind of in that same vein if when i said there's there's things missing she has things happen off quote-unquote screen right but like substantial things okay like um i can't place any it's i'm it's also hot in here so like my brain is not very clear at the moment we forgot to get water yes we did um they will something will happen an event will occur and then it'll go to the next scene and then it's just like oh yeah uh they went and got uh and talked to this person and this happened like that's, why didn't you show that? That's pretty, vi- and it's like vital information. Yeah. Of like, and then they like, I don't know. It, it's, she does a lot of tell, not show. Mm-hmm. A lot of that. But not only does she do that, oh. she shows and tells. There's one specific scene that just blew my mind. So there's a character who can um make people's emotions escalate. It's called, his name is Escalate which okay. I'll, get into a mi- I'll get into in a minute. Something? Um, and can escalate people's emotions. And so there's a scene where Catwoman's in a bar, and mm-hmm. so what he does is he's like, I'm going to escalate all of the men in the bar's lust to get her to get out of the bar. Mm-hmm. And so all the guys are like, hey there, pretty lady. And she's just like, <laughs> go away. Like His expectation was that she'd be like, ooh, and then leave, but she's Catwoman, so she's like, I'm going right. to beat the crap out of you. Um, and so she proceeds to beat the crap out of them, and... Then she funny. walks away and then she's talking to Escalate because whatever happens, happened. Um, and he's like, and, and as they're walking away, it cuts and shows the few guys that were doing that. And they're like, what just happened? Why are my glasses broken? Why do I hurt? Blah blah blah. What just happened? Like, they mm-hmm. clearly don't remember. And then three panels later, he's like, don't worry. They're not going to remember what happened. Oh, two problems. <laughs> One, the audience knows now. We get we, it. We just read that. Two, I hate when villains explain their powers to heroes. Mm -hmm. That's so stupid. It's such bad dialogue and such bad character writing that it's just like, why? it's like the monologue. Yeah. Which Incredibles does a great and incredible job of commenting on that, where it's like, you got me monologuing. (laughs) Like, bad guy's always monologue. And, like, this isn't even monologue. This is just saying, this is how my powers work. Okay, shut up. Put my fist in your face. (laughs) Like, And it's it's showing and telling and like that just blew my freaking mind. I just punched my mic. Um, This might not be an episode. I'm just ranting. What else? Uh, The dialogue is weird and jarring. There's always a quip, but it's not. It's weird quips. And then there's Mm -hmm. elements of like this one's super nitpicky, but I hate when different characters who don't aren't around each other use the same exact turn of phrase. That's like a weird niche turn of phrase. Okay. Like, if one one character says six of one and half a dozen of the other, mm-hmm. and then three pages later, a completely different character who has not been in the same room as that character says the exact same thing, it just feels weird. It feels like the writer came across that phrase, liked that phrase, and then just used it in their comic
1: too much. Okay.
0: I, it's it's a weird nitpicky thing, and she does that.
1: Because Alan Moore does that a lot in Watchmen. Does he? Yeah. Uh, he uses the phrase in the final estimation a lot. hmm um and there's a second one that i can't place off the top of my head but that's always the one that stuck out to me Mm -hmm. but that always struck me as like okay this is an alternate reality people are going to have slightly different turns of phrase or existing turns of phrase are going to be more popular or something
0: yeah i don't Um, know it just it i guess when they're too close together mm -hmm. that's when it bothers me but like that happened several times where and it was uh not even like a common turn of phrase it was like something about a gun where it was aim point shoot done mm-hmm. or like something it was like a list of word comma word comma word comma word, on like a progress three people said a variation of that like within is, one issue is
1: it supposed to be a clue that they're
0: nope it's just them doing the action huh and them narrating the action and they narrate everything oh. like no like overnarrate uh, including talking out loud mm-hmm. which it's one thing if you've created a catwoman that's a little like wacko and talks to her cats sure this catwoman's not wacko and does not talk to her cats she just explains out loud her motivations and everything and it's just it's it's treating her audience like a child yeah explaining everything out loud or out loud and it's just it's bad
1: i don't like it um Preston here is engaging in a rant because he's upset. Yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, She introduces far too many original and new characters and Mm. uses zero existing characters.
1: Wow. Ambitious.
0: That is, that can be fine Mm -hmm. if your characters are interesting. Every single one of them is fully one-dimensional. Love it. Just no. No complexity to their character. You've got a a detective that's like, I'm sure Catwoman is the one who's behind all of these things and I will find them or I'll be damned. Do they they have a family? Don't know. Why do they have a vendetta against this one person? Don't know. Because they're told no. So they're just an oppositional person. Uh, Then they have that detective has a partner that's like too tough on crime and just like, (laughs) it's too tough on crime.
1: I think gung-ho is the phrase you're looking for. Too
0: tough on crime. <laughs> willing to break the rules to be too tough on crime, which before I get into other characters uh, real quick, uh, Anna Senti has never read a book about how law enforcement works because that character who's too tough on crime has a hunch that Catwoman is the person who murdered person, person, murdered a person, another mm-hmm. person. And her boss is like, Hey, that's all the evidence you have is purely speculative and circumstantial. Does she care? Nope. Three pages later, she puts her under arrest. Is that something you do in law? real law enforcement? Not at all. Mm-mm. <laughs> There's literally an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine <laughs> that makes an episode about the fact that he did an impulsive arrest and needs to land it. Yep. And like, or his job is over. And she yep. just, you know what? I, you're under arrest for the murder of this person. No evidence. Great never read a crime anything like just read a crime book just watch the wire <laughs> watch the w- just <laughs> like j- doesn't know how things work or spy stuff works because it's just like there's noir stuff happening and it's just like not yeah like ask me not and it, it makes absolutely no
1: sense got to be a bit of a come down after john the car oh
0: it hurts <laughs> <laughs> um uh oh yeah there there's uh tells not shows in the worst possible way skips scenes and explains the outcome
2: mm-hmm.
0: um then uh let's see yeah i think that's that's pretty much it all right it's a thoroughly unenjoyable read um you remember how uh way back when i read static shock Uh, and by red, I mean, I read the first two volumes or first two issues and then just looked at the pictures for the rest of it to get the gist of where it went. Mm -hmm. Did the same thing. I literally stopped reading. I just like, I read the last issue of her run Mm -hmm. because the next issue by Genevieve Valentina is so good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It is only one volume that I have so far. I don't know if hers progresses to the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, catwoman ended the catwoman it is now selena kyle who is the kingpin of the calabrese family mob okay. family and has brought together the the remnants of the falcone and the moroni and all the other mob families of gotham and is playing them for fools to rebuild gotham but doing it into the guise of being a mob boss <laughs> And Catwoman's just doesn't exist anymore. It is genuinely great spy espionage stuff because you like watch characters go and like read into it's like, oh, they like there's a point where mm-hmm. there's a mole, like she has a mole, another mob boss knows she has a mole, and she's aware of that person and is keeping them there to like oh, and I love it's it. just it's it's great after reading John Carré. Like mm-hmm. it's like it fits and it's just, it's good. And I don't know how they just went from like zero to a hundred. So quick, <laughs> like the art style is different. The writing style all completely makes sense. The dialogue is natural. And like what they're saying, mm-hmm. like every bit of dialogue, because it's all these people who are mob bosses, who, what their livelihood is walking on eggshells with other mob bosses or a gang war will start right and so everything that every single person says is very clearly calculated and like <laughs> you can tell yeah like just words are meticulously chosen and i am so for it um the writer Jiminy Val- uh, valentina has done pretty much nothing else in comics
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh she does books. She has novels. Uh, she's okay. kind of a sci-fi, I guess, maybe noir espionage-ish stuff. She doesn't have that big of a uh, uh, bibliography, but I kind of want to go and see if like some of her other stuff. She's got an award for one of her books, mm-hmm. um, and it's just you don't need to have read the Catwoman stuff up to that. It can be a completely self-sustaining thing. And so what I do, what what I would like to do is if you ever want to read a Catwoman stuff, there are a couple other books okay. that are good for Catwoman, like mm-hmm. When in Rome is sure. a great one. Classic. Um, this run, the the uh, Genevieve Valentina run of Catwoman.
1: I think, is, it's, I think it's Valentine.
0: Valentine? Okay. Genevieve Valentine is so good. You don't need to read the Andeson. Please don't read the, the <laughs> Andocentia run right before it. Um, but it is just, it's so much fun to read. Uh, I just got to the annual issue, so it's a bigger issue, but mm-hmm. it follows another character that is a very pivotal espionage character. So i really, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to read like her perspective and her past. Cause mm-hmm. like it, uh, th- there's certain things that happen in the story that have to do with that, but it is just, oh, it's so good. I'm so excited to keep reading it. All right. And part of me wants to like the reason I have only volume six and not the rest of the volumes mm-hmm. uh, is because the convergence crossover line changes uh, yeah. some stuff, and that happens right after this. yep. yep. um, so I don't want to like just flip to the next issue, and suddenly she's blonde, <laughs> which is a physical manifestation of changes that might happen over.
1: Right, because um, this is what's important about the Catwoman character—the
0: color of her color hair. Color of her hair, right? <laughs> but it's just she doesn't do Catwoman anymore. She's like careful. She's clever. She gets to be clever again. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's that. That is, I think, pretty much what I've been up to. All right, we're at an hour.
1: That burned an hour.
0: Yeah. You think we can fill time with news? I got some stuff we can also just like not worry about tangents it'll help gauge cut down on the video part mm-hmm. so yeah all right well i guess we'll do net news next week we'll do a good old condiment episode next week here we go yeah it's been a while since we've done a condiment episode
1: yeah what are we on this time i'll leave it to gauge to figure it out
0: yeah gauge come up with a nice fun condiment
1: but until then until then shallst we we shallst. i need water me too wow Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and iHeartRadio, and probably other places as well, but those are the ones I can remember, so I'll list those. Uh, We are on social media in the loosest sense of the preposition on, Um, but we have a Facebook page, JustUsLosersFacebook.com. (laughs) JustUsLosersFacebook.com. You know how to find us. Uh, we're on Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod where maybe we get a nice little condensed and nascenty rant. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly, with some like nice little visual examples.
0: I feel like none of mine was good, so Gage might just cut it out entirely.
1: We're on Instagram at Just Us Losers pod, where as we get back into Chip enough twos, we'll at least slide some of those in there, kinda get let you see what's going on in our, our minds, our heads, what's what's going on there. Um We have a Gmail. I know I mentioned that up top, but that's justusloserspod at gmail.com, where if you want to send us, uh, I don't know, really any any of your thoughts on any of these things, if you really appreciated these, if you have anti-Western suggestions for me, I'd love to hear them. I'm all about that.
0: If you love Anne Nesenti, get
1: out. If you love Anne Nesenti and want to defend her, five-paragraph essay, you know the drill at this point, probably, unless you're a new-time listener, in which case, welcome. Sorry.
0: sorry we just bashed your favorite artist for 15 minutes
1: (laughs) uh let's see what else are we on we have a youtube if you're listening to this you're listening to the audio only version we do shortened condensed versions on youtube in case you want to see our lovely smiling faces and occasional attempts at visual humor which mostly don't land but you know what we try and i i i want the effort to be validated so watch our youtube also uh just us losers at youtube.com probably I don't think that's how that works. Uh, Yeah, next week we're going to catch up on some news. It's going to be outdated by the time it comes out, but who cares?
0: Who cares?
1: Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: I don't know how much of that picked up. Doesn't matter.
2: It picked up in my heart. Good. Record
0: Recording Recording ah. Matters
2: sinking. Press and
0: sinking. No. <laughs> Thinking for real. Good enough. Uh, I really hope we have enough news to do this. I
1: got some. I got some stuff.
0: There was a Warner Brothers little uh, schedule shuffle, wasn't there? Little bit. I didn't actually read it. Let me, I find, just saw let me
1: find the full thing.
2: Uh.
0: I'm working on getting us uh, scheduled for guests and actually doing actually getting these episode topics like having having Emily come on to kick off the uh, development of rock
2: mm-hmm.
0: starting with the 60s. Uh, the It episode. AK is busy every single other week that happens to coincide with every time we record. So we probably are going to do like an off offset one just record the content one that'll work um but we'll get that I'll, i'll work on getting that organized and stuff i'm not drinking the really shitty stuff today i'm feeling like drinking bullets but not in the depressing way in the alcoholic depressing way ha 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 nummy oh bernie Hmm. i've got to start taking my medicine again
1: bad decisions
0: bad decisions ready i'll splice the sign oh wait i gotta get my get the
2: mice mousy mousy do
0: ready now are you ready now are you ready are you ready now are ready now now are you ready are now ready you new, are, new now ready are
1: Welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast discussing irrelevant questions about entertainment. Exploring. Exploring, dang it.
0: Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast exploring irrelevant questions about entertainment, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Matt Matt. Matt, what should people do?
1: Be ready now. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, subscribe, and... Tell a friend. I haven't said that in a while. Yeah. Don't tell a friend to, about us. Don't forget to tell your friends about us. If you enjoy the, the things we've we talk about here and you, you like our conversation, seek professional help.
0: By means of telling your friend about us. Tell your friends
1: about <laughs> us. Inflict <laughs> us upon them. I know I've used that formulation before, but I really like it. Yep. Inflict us upon them. Yep. Yeah. Um That's twice in a two weeks in a row that
0: I've like hesitated at a word but then continued mm-hmm. It is not fully
1: natural yet you're still working on it yep <laughs> this bit's done
0: yep Ah, oh, it's a it's a condiment week uh we were gone for a while yep doing things and we didn't really do much news and there's some trailers and such that has happened
1: yeah various things of thinginess have happened
0: some news by the time this comes out will be olds especially by the time the video comes out it's gonna be old like mm-hmm. well, is it gonna be like three weeks old by the time the video comes out well we'll
1: come up with some quality commentary on it then yes that'll be the plan it
0: will be completely outdated by the time we get around to it yep so what what, what matt so matt uh, no, still so pressing. what matt's happened
1: lately i have happened <laughs> i didn't know if you've heard you're i'm happened. happening
0: you're happening <laughs> ah
1: matt what's happened What's going uh, on? Should we start with the trailers? I'll start with Let's start tra- with some trailers. <laughs> Let's jump in on these trailers. Uh, so a couple of big, relatively high-profile ones on stuff that we've seen some stuff before. Yep. Uh, Shang-Chi got a full trailer. Yes. I guess the first one was technically a teaser. Teaser, even I though it was two and a half minutes. Not entirely clear on what the distinction is anymore.
0: I think the teaser is just like hype up, look at all the fancy things that we're doing, and then the trailer is actually like, hey, this is vaguely what the plot's about. Because now we vaguely know what the plot's about. We know that his dad is the bad guy.
1: Didn't we know that after the first one? Didn't we not? I thought we did. I think we
0: knew that his dad, like, he had a legacy to live up to. I didn't think, I don't think we knew that his dad was, like, the bad guy.
1: Yeah, I'm having trouble not metagaming it, because, like, I know that his dad is the Mandarin, and is the bad guy, is the Ten Ring
0: Oh! I didn't know that. He's got the 10 rings. Well, now I know he's got the 10 rings. and that I've he's... explained
1: four or five times that that's over. The I don't of the listen last...
2: to you. <laughs> We've
1: been over this. Uh. Yeah. Shang-Chi's dad is the Mandarin. The real Mandarin. Not the, hello, I'm Trevor Slashery. I'll just drop a big deuce. Don't go in the bathroom. No, that was
0: the fake, fake Mandarin.
1: That was the fake, fake Mandarin. The
0: fake Mandarin was. Guy
1: Pierce. I make fire with mouth. Yep. Spoilers, Fireman 3. Who cares? <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Shang Chi is the—he's uh, the son of the Mandarin, but it looks like he's been sent out into the world to. Kind Are we of,
0: actually like. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. ADHD, can't wait my turn.
1: <laughs> sent out into the world to kind of learn about himself and um, discover who he is as a person, but then uh, he's going to be reclaimed by his father and have to um, challenge his legacy in some sense, or
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know something. There'll be some punching. Yeah, there'll be a lot
0: of punching. There'll be some rings hovering in the air with various glowing colors.
1: Yep. Not super impressed with those as a plot device so far, but admittedly I've seen them on screen for about 10 seconds between the teaser and the actual trailer. So we'll see. They're kind of crazy in the comics. They're like, each one has a different power. They're like actual finger rings and each Mm -hmm. one has a different separate power. Some of them are very weird. The only one I can remember off the top of my head is it like opens a portal into deep space so you can freeze things. Oh,
0: <laughs> that seems really excessive to just
1: freeze things. Did I tell you about the, um, the issue of the Thor run I was reading where uh, Roxxon, the evil Marvel World Corporation, their, um, their evil plan is to uh, do so much global warming that the ice caps melt, you know, typical, right. typical villainous corporation things, um, and then uh, make up the difference by importing ice from Europa. You did tell us about that, <laughs> God, because that's how things work. <laughs> it's it, it's it's just that. There's nothing more to it than that. It's, um, who wrote that run? Was it Ann Nocenti? No it it's mostly a really great run. It was in the middle of Jason Aaron's run, and he defined a lot of really cool stuff about Thor. He created Gore the God Butcher, which is oh. like one of the best new characters. It's mostly really good. It's just this the that little set of issues there is just incredibly dumb.
0: Maybe he knew that, and he was like, look at how dumb corporations are. They think they're all smart and rich, but they're actually really dumb. Look at how dumb this plan is. It could be. We should ask him. What's his name? Aaron what? James Jason, Aaron? Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron? Hey, Jason Aaron. Hey, hey, Jay. Jace. J J Jace? <laughs> Jay Jace. Jay Jason and Jason.
1: <laughs> Jay Jace, my man. What What's the deal with the Europa ice? Uh-huh. Oh, okay, yeah that makes that makes I a lot of sense. I love this bit. I'm really, yeah, I'm understanding that. Okay, no, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll tell him. Uh, he says you're stupid and you should shut your face. Oh,
0: oh, <laughs> Jason, my man, my traitor. No, all right, we're done with this bit.
1: <laughs> uh, no, he actually says it's a reference to Europa Report, the underrated oh, sci-fi good. jed. Yeah.
0: Always got to plug that. Yes. So Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. Uh, ex- I honestly like it's. I don't know. I'm. I expect it to be basically the Black Panther of, but with Asians, where it's just gonna be like this cool, cool movie. It's got a got a nice plot. Like Marvel knows what they're doing at this point. Sure. Uh, who's, the writer or who's? It's um. No. Uh,
1: the director. Is yeah, Daniel Destin Creton. Yeah, did, who did that? Who's uh, he doing? Short term twelve was uh. is an indie movie. He's mostly indie guy. It's really good. Apparently. What's
0: uh, Zhou? What's her name?
1: Uh, Chloe Zhao's m- doing the Eternals. Chloe Zhao. Zhao.
0: Zhao. I don't know how to make how to I'm, pronounce.
1: I'm not doing it exactly right, but it is more of a j than a j. Oh,
0: okay. She's doing. Uh, Im- All right, Yes, Immortals. Yeah. Eternals. Eternals.
1: Incandescence. I'm tired. Inhumans.
0: (laughs) Inhumans. Oh no.
1: Oh no. Uh
0: okay, so he's an indie guy, so it's probably gonna be good.
1: Yeah? Honestly. Except Captain Marvel wasn't, so. Was that by an indie person? We talked about this like three weeks ago. Fuck dude. I just (laughs) Anna Bowden and Ryan Flack. They're a directorial duo and they've done Right. Um they did Mississippi Grind, which is one of my favorite movies of the past decade or so. Um they did uh I don't know if it's full Nelson or half Nelson. Ryan Gosling, Nelson. Ryan Gosling gets addicted to a lot of drugs. It's funny. Oh.
0: Is his name Nelson? Maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is going to be good.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, the last time Marvel tried to do something very martial artsy and uh, referencing a bunch of Asian culture, we got Iron Fist. And so that was... Oh, that's true. First season was mostly a disaster. But Second you know season? what the problem was with the first season? They didn't show the dragon. They kept building up to this big flashback where he goes and he fights the Lao the Undying Dragon and then they just showed its eyes opening. But Shang-Chi, they showed the dragon.
0: Oh, yeah. They've already showed the dragon. They've already
1: shown the dragon. So it has to be Is
0: that Shang-Chi or the Undying? Lao the Undying. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. That'd be hilarious if it was and the dragon was like, yeah, this whiny little bitch kid like punched me in the chest and then like went home. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was about. Like, it's just this weird, like, just disrespecting the Iron Fist. Mm -hmm. It'd be funny.
2: Yep.
1: Also. Thanks for entertaining that joke. Appreciate it. I was staring off into the distance and not even listening. I was reading an article um, that reminded me. Uh, We see for a split second, um, there's like a, probably some sort of martial arts tournament going on in this. Um, And in one of the cage matches, we see Wong from Doctor Strange fighting Abomination from the Incredible Hulk. What? Yeah. Look right here. There's a there's a little little picture. That's Wong over there. He's doing the little shieldy thing. That's the Abomination. He's doing a big little stompity stomp. Oh my god. Yeah. What does
0: it mean? Probably nothing.
1: Hype for the She Hulk series. Yeah. Or something.
0: Is Abomination in the She Hulk series? Yep. Are they bringing back? what's his russian name the guy who plays him or is abomination just stuck being abomination can you go back and forth i don't know
1: good talk i'll look it up <laughs> uh Emil blonsky from marvel-movies.fandom.com uh lack of shape-shifting shape-shifting Unlike Hulk, Abomination can no change back into his human form. Love those typos. That's typo is in there. Quality journalism right there. Love it. As he is permanently trapped inside his superhuman form. That was a sentence. As he is permanently trapped inside his superhuman form. There's that no subject in that phenomenal, sentence. Phenomenal
0: phenomenal journalism. <laughs> All right, so that answers our question. He cannot turn he back into So we do not need
1: weird Russian man come Um, back emil blonsky emil blonsky yep what a name emil blonsky
0: that's a fun thing anything else in the trailer any other uh red circles with yellow point uh with yellow arrows oh
1: i'm sure i wasn't paying that much attention um i also wouldn't have realized it if there were things i think yeah um i saw the dragon i saw abomination i
0: i saw aquafina and what's the main characters cat
1: uh his actual the actor's name yeah simu liu
0: him I don't want to butcher it I'm not looking at it so it's harder for me to like I you you, you were looking at it and can yep. get closer I just heard syllables that I don't know if I can get it right
1: I'm not sure I'm saying it entirely I mean it's S I M U L I U C mu Mu liu
0: simudio Okay there I'm assuming they're going to be a romantic partner because I'm pretty sure I saw them kissing
1: It looks like it. Yeah, looks like there's some sort of couple there which I like that. You know, Aquafina is always cast as like the, um, the funny sassy friend character. I guess she's like the, comedic uh, she, she can be a serious partner, a, a serious partner, but also like fun, sassy friend, fun, sassy friend as the relationship material. Yeah. Like that's, uh, you're kind of breaking out of some of the traditional roles there. And I think you that... gotta,
0: they gotta be careful though, that she doesn't just become literally the two typecasts that women are. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually have to, and also, they got to be careful on like switching between the two. They have to like pretty make it pretty clear like what her personality is like so that we can understand. Yeah. When she's like, ah, goofy making quips all the time. And then suddenly, when Chang uh, Chi is all sad, then she kicks into like a like f- caring mm-hmm. significant other mode. Yeah.
1: I think if they pull it off though, she'll feel the most like a real character that we've right. had for a love interest in a long time. Yeah. So I'm. Um,
0: I hope she doesn't just fully serve to be a love interest, because that's
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm yeah. <laughs> voice cracking a lot today. Yeah. It's like the third or fourth. That's Shang Chi. That's Shang Chi. We talked a lot about it. Yes, we did. Uh the Suicide Squad. The Suicide
0: Squad. The Suicide Squad. I am so ready for this movie, dude. This is gonna be a good. It looks movie. so much so much fun. Probably. So Maybe. it's um they are literally going on a mission to fight starro mm-hmm. uh it was, I i was expecting it to be like suddenly starro but like that
1: i was kind of looking forward to the idea of just like okay you need to go to this super secret island and wipe out the military guy that's taking it over or whatever yeah. and then suddenly interdimensional starfish
0: but i like the idea that they're opening like they're like just from the beginning. it's like they're making like oh it's probably gonna be like, ambiguous. You just need to destroy whatever Operation Starfish is. Yeah. And then they're just going to go through it. And then suddenly Starro. Um, we saw him launching Starfish around, mm-hmm. probably to stick onto people's faces and mind control. I'm sure. Um, There's, we actually get Idris Elba's family. Uh, they seem to be going with kind of the Deadshot-esque motivation mm-hmm. where they're like, we're going to kill your family if you don't do this. And he's like, oh, like, I'm doing this
1: yeah all right um what else did we see let's see um well there was a joke that actually didn't land for me which might have been the first one around this whole movie yet Mm. um which was the they're on the plane and the um they're talking about weasel and a lot of that banter was very funny it's like this is a werewolf you got a werewolf next oh yeah having fun there but then um uh Kinneman comes in and or Rick Flag, I guess the character and he comes yep. in and he's like, Relax, he's a weasel, he's harmless. Well he killed twenty seven children, but he's not harmless. And I was like,
2: Huh. Eh,
0: I guess. I found that mildly amusing. I kinda liked it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't laugh, but I was like, Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> You're fine. Sure. Yeah. Continue.
0: <laughs> I don't know how much the weasel actually exists mm-hmm. in the comics. Yep. We still need to do the death uh death bracket. Yeah, yeah or we the do. Death we competition. gotta get that put
1: together. I mean, we've got a couple months, month, one month.
0: Oh my god, really? It's like
1: first week of August. Oh god, which month in a week? Yeah. So I gotta put that together. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Yep. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, what else is in that trailer? I don't remember the trailer. I'm gonna rewatch it Let's right
0: re-watch now. It. Well, now that we've got a pretty decent like view at all their personalities let's kind of talk about like mm-hmm. what kind of like let's let's talk about their personalities like because sure. we yeah. did the, we did the episode where we talked about like each of them and like what their powers the, and yeah, what the are, but is. now we've actually got like all right so let's talk about man who is king shark yep is just dumb <laughs> but like, he is the meat like bird bird
1: hand like just one word at a time lines. Um, uh, well, there's like three short clips of him in this trailer and all of them i love for very i guess four and i, I love them all for different reasons first one he's reading the book upside down <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> second one he's like the starfish has got him and he swings into a building and he just gets smashed into yep. it and you're like okay that's your job good job shark keep it up
2: and there's the there's aquarium standing
1: in front of the aquarium and it just shatters on him and he doesn't even react yep <laughs> just that sort of stage just sitting there yeah something about that just really i think, I think that
0: one looks more like serious to me where he's just like like that he that you know it's his home he's like ah time for water i can mm-hmm. actually do stuff with this yep and then the uh ratatouille to your status bird oh no <laughs> Wait. get off the comms <laughs>
2: uh, i think his we whole th-
1: have, we need to have a crossover between him and whiplash bird Boyd.
2: Bird. oh god
1: Boyd. i've won my board
0: my board uh i think he's like gonna constantly be trying to fake humanity like mm-hmm. i wonder if I wonder of his whole thing is that he thinks that they don't know that he's not human and so he's constantly trying to like fake being like reading the book upside down. Why would he be doing that? Yeah. He's not actually reading, no. but like might be trying to keep a facade that maybe yeah. he's human. And like everyone else knows obviously that he's not, but he like, he's trying to, he thinks he's being sly. I love it. And like the entire movie, he's just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'd be a really good version of the character. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see what else. So I that... also,
1: I also just want to point out one little detail I love in that very last shot where he says or i mean i said bored, bored, <laughs> bored. <laughs> but in that last shot where he says bird his gills ripple as he talks which makes sense because there's like airflow oh yeah it. that is nice attention to Fine detail details. Right i like it yep that's a good sign
0: uh rick flag nothing like he's just he's a bland character he was in the first one too
1: yeah he's just he's kind of there yeah he goes he goes pew pew and he yells at people yep um i did like his delivery on the stay off the cons. yeah that was, <laughs> that was a good one that was good.
0: i think his his whole deal is he's just gonna be sick of everybody all the time yeah because like he's been because he's not a criminal he's the agent that's right. along with him so he's just like sick of it and he's the wrangler and he's like yep. babysitting them and stuff yeah, but all the
1: shenanigans
0: yeah but, but it's an interesting dynamic that like he hates them they're all criminals he's sick of them but also, he needs them to be good so that he survives the mission. Exactly. Um, so that's definitely, like, I mean, done well, mm-hmm. that makes an interesting character.
1: Yeah. I'm um. interested to see how that goes. And Joel Kinnaman's always hit or miss for me. Um, mm-hmm. I really like him in Altered Carbon. He's basically a non-entity in Suicide Squad. He's in House of Cards Season 4. I remember thinking he was just a little off in it mm. like i don't know so we'll see i think if he's if he's well written and given a character that plays to his strengths which is very much the the dead-eyed stare but a little bit of a sense of humor yeah um, I, I think
0: that that one dial that one line that you don't like the of a killed was it 27 37 uh-huh. kids uh i think the joke is the reaction to that comment because mm-hmm. it cuts really quick like the trailer doesn't give time for that joke to land yeah. seemingly um so like i think i think that joke is going to be funnier in the movie when okay. we see because everyone's going to react to it in some way all in their own interesting ways
2: am i yeah something like
0: that yeah <laughs> um all right so that's that's them too harley quinn we already kind of know her thing uh yep. she looks like she's going to be losing her mind a little bit mm-hmm. um kind of hitting some emotional beats probably because this was, is this post birds of prey I don't know. I don't know where this is. We do get the black and white diamond suit. Yeah. Which which I've been hoping to see. Finally. Um, She just seems... It's it's Harley Quinn. She's having fun. She's having fun. She's just she's there. She's dropping I, deuces. I think she's just like... Mentally, she's beyond crime, like mm-hmm. being a crime. She's more of like an antihero, but she's still like serving her sentence. Mm-hmm. So she's like more willing to do this stuff. So she's kind of like the right hand man of... Yeah. uh flag they seem to have a vague
1: they kind of shared romance a yeah they kind of shared a weird little moment there yeah
0: um that's not incredibly wrong like there's mm-hmm. a point in the in the suicide co- uh suicide squad comic where she takes joker's face and puts it over him and makes out with him uh it's really creepy it's ah. be- it's before they decided to make harley quinn a he- a anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Um, uh anti-hero that's
1: uh not very anti-hero
0: yeah it's very villain and creepy um so i think that her whole thing is that she's like she'll probably be the the bridge between uh rick flag and the criminals because she kind of she speaks their language Mm -hmm. but also is like kind of beyond being a criminal now. So she's yeah. a little bit more good. So she's kind of like on his, on Rick Flag's side. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of her role is to be the bridge and you'll see, we'll probably see some lines where she he says something and then she says it in a better way. Right. And they kind of connect with that. So yeah,
1: that could work well. That's my theory. Also for what it's worth, I could see uh punisher peeling off micro's face and then making out with putting it on daredevil and making out with him. I can see it happening.
0: I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> uh let's talk about the Idris Elba, the sexy Idris Elba.
1: Bloodsport. Oh my uh, sexy sexy man.
0: So he so his whole thing uh I I like the the early on point where he put Superman in a hospital with a kryptonite bullet. Mm-hmm. Like all right, so he's got brass. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> um literally cuz brass is what you use to make bullet casings
1: except it's kryptonite
0: well but the casing the casing is brass <laughs> <laughs> um so that's uh he's already a badass mm-hmm. uh he's i i think he's the the will smith character the yeah. the dead shot um yeah. fully convinced of that now yeah um i don't know i i think he's just gonna be the uh he he's the bad guy rick Flag. Yeah. where he's sick of these people he's only doing it but he needs them to do their job so he can
1: survive for his daughter mm-hmm. um so, and so he's just trying to do his job right that'll be a fun little dynamic between the three of them then uh harley him and rick flag They're, yeah they'll bounce off each other and- i think if
0: anything it's gonna be the three of them that survive mm-hmm. i think everyone else will die yeah.
1: there's like that hero shot at the end of them all coming out and he's like all right let's do this i mean yeah let me see if i can get the voice all right let's do this
0: that was not terrible it's actually pretty okay. I
1: fantasize about that voice a lot. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I think he's uh I think he'll have the big redemption one. Like he'll have his yeah. his arc will be the redemption
1: arc. I can see him being uh self sacrifice. Okay. And yeah. Waller is so moved by it that he that she makes sure that his daughter only gets twenty years in prison instead of forty five. <laughs> that'd be a waller thing to do yeah
0: yeah <laughs> she'll knock like three years off the sentence or something yep <laughs> yep um yeah i'm excited to see see him be because all the shots that have him it, it's him actively working to mm-hmm. do the job right um right. uh rat catcher um
1: she's got a little light bulb catches the rats
0: yeah uh i think her i think she'll be kind of a uh surrogate daughter for Idris for what's idris elba's character's name bloodsport bloodsport yes uh i think she'll be like the surrogate daughter for bloodsport he'll see mm-hmm. like the younger girl and like because she seems vaguely the same like Fluborg seemed no that's not Fluborg. he's javelin yeah, he's javelin what's her name
1: uh she had another Daniela melchior
0: yeah it was a weird name mm-hmm. so many weird names in here like uh dachmash <laughs> dalmatian uh but she seems vaguely the same age as Bloodsport's daughter. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering if he's going to like connect with her as that. And yeah. like, he's like, I'm going to get you out of here alive. And then she's just like, I'm going to get you out of here alive. I think they're going to have a nice little relationship. Yeah. Good dynamic uh, there. Maybe, maybe father daughter, maybe romantic. Yep. Because betcha he's not married anymore. Pro- probably not. <laughs> Um, so i'm excited to see that give him a little bit more depth uh let him see what he's like as a father Mm -hmm. without putting him in the place of being a father Mm -hmm.
1: give her a chance to work out her daddy issues
0: yeah ratty issues Ah! um what else polka dot man i'm a superhero i think i think he's just insane and just like i think i i like that line i think he's um what they'll do to convince him is that like, you'll be, you'll get a chance to use your powers for good mm-hmm. or something. And like, that's probably the, that's probably right before he dies.
1: I'm sure, <laughs> but he's going to die with such a happy smile on his yep. face. And I'm going to, I'm going to cry.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, he'll be the, he's the insane one. He's die, He's dead. Uh, I think Ratcatcher is going to be dead. I think it's going to, what's going to be, um, I think Ratcatcher is going to die right before the scene that Bloodsport's coming out with just the t-shirt on. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be like that moment where he kind of like kicks into high gear and he's like, I'm going to end this now.
1: Okay. Um, I think he sacrifices himself for her and she makes it out.
0: Ooh. All right. Gage, write all these down so that we can... Uh, well, we'll do our actual little death bracket. Yeah. Um. Who else is there? Uh. Peacemaker. Takes Peace everything speaker. way too seriously. <laughs> butthole. Star- Star- Starfish is slanging for butthole. Is there any connection? Just everyone's look.
1: Viola <laughs> Davis is just dead stare.
0: And <laughs> I, th- I think he's I think he's gonna survive. Oh he has to he's survive. Got he's gonna show. show. Yeah.
1: yeah. Unless it's prequel, but
0: it could be prequel. Yeah. He seems like so much fun. I think this is the perfect role for John Cena. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. <laughs>
0: Um, what else about his character? Takes things way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's gonna keep trying to like overstep
1: and be leader. He wants to be part of that little yeah triumvirate. He's a, yeah. Re- re- leading the group there. And that's a great. I think that's that, that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna yeah, you got great. your little,
0: yeah, you got your the um your Superman, your Batman, your Superman that's Bloodsport, your Batman that's uh, Rick Flag, and your Wonder Woman is uh, Harley Quinn.
1: Probably switch the Superman, Batman there good guy more anti-heroish
0: yeah but rick flag doesn't have any powers at all i think Bloodsport seems to have some sort of like superhuman
1: stuff he shoots real good shoots real good wait that's dead shot oh they both yeah
0: there's a million people who shoot real good yeah deathstroke shoots real good i think we'll say deathstroke in this movie
1: i would not be shocked to see a cameo yeah um i almost guarantee you he'll be referenced yeah um, at some point, they'll be going through it at, early on in the movie, and Mel um, Davis will be, or someone will be like, uh, Can we get Wilson? And Mal Davis or uh, Waller will be like, God, no. Not on this one. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Uh, so, yeah, that'd be fun peacemakers. Just like constantly trying to be the boss, and like yep. everyone's just like disregarding him. Just kind of ignore it. Yep. Um, who else is there? The Weasel. The Weasel. Just the Weasel cannon fodder yep i think he's just yeah. what if he's the one like that comes out at the end and just like crawls all over like does the actual thing that <laughs> kills the it's just like this insane gross thing mm-hmm. you think there'll be a conversation between the weasel and some of rat catchers rats yes it's gotta be
1: some exchange in some yeah. way with that it's like what you think i speak rat just because i'm a giant sentient rodent you think he's gonna say that that's racist <laughs> i think he I do one of the rats. <laughs> Probably.
0: It's probably the thing that he's gonna do. Yeah. Um, who else is there? Javelin. We Javelin. know nothing about Javelin's personality. Cannon fodder. Cannon fodder. He'll be the uh, the slipknot of this one. He'll get yeah. off in the first five minutes. I can
1: see it. Well, yeah. I think I think they're probably gonna kill like. I think they're probably going to do two separate missions. There's going to be like kind of a setup one. Oh yeah. And that's going to lead to half of them dying, and then they'll actually go to the island, and the rest of them will die.
0: I think there's going to be a moment where like the starfish, like out of nowhere, it kills three of someone. Just arm
1: splat right yeah. on top of a car or something, right, something like yeah. that,
0: and it just ends three of them at once. Yep. Because there's such a big cast. Yeah. Uh, where's Arm Falloff Boy? We haven't seen. He was in this. Was he in it? The... What did he yeah. do?
1: Uh, he was sitting on the plane. Um, oh, he said. He I think he said Afghan.
0: Yeah, Afghan shepherd or whatever. Or something. Yeah, something like yeah. that.
1: So he's cannon fodder. Cannon fodder. Uh, just there. But, to... but he takes his arms off.
0: Oh yeah, I bet they fall off.
1: I think. I think we saw that in. the yeah, we Second did. trailer. So.
0: Um. Oh, what is Pete Davidson's blackguard? Blackguard. I know nothing about him.
1: I bet he shoots real good, though.
0: I bet he shoots fine and then i bet bet he dies but pete Pete davidson is such a fun character to have on screen i feel Mm -hmm. like they're gonna i feel like he'll be one of the later deaths
1: yeah they'll milk him for a little bit yeah kill him off i
0: Um, think he's gonna be like super freaked out about everything that goes on all the time
1: that's the vibe i'm getting from his couple lines we got so
2: far. yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) just anytime any one thing happens he just freaks out and it's just like oh my god oh my god oh my god we're gonna die because he does say we're gonna die doesn't he no he doesn't that's uh dust mouchigan
1: uh no so idris elba says we're all gonna die oh and he um, says i hope that man says i certainly hope yeah or something like that
0: yep um who else am i missing
1: uh mongol yeah cannon fodder yeah i mean i think we see her death scene in this yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) she's Um, dead
0: i think she's just gonna be the brute force probably kills a couple people and then gets like
1: helicopter to death yeah it explodes or something yep um solsoria who is that alice braga is the actress who is that she played the doctor in new mutants who is that uh it's a movie that came out last summer about a bunch of new mutants who is that all right i'm done with this bit
0: what did she do did, what did she do anything in the trailer
1: uh you see her for about a frame all right um, cannon fodder yeah I think she shoots real good. <laughs> I think that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. Yep. Um, and then the thinker. Oh yeah. See very little of him. He the doesn't thinker. say anything.
1: This is suicide. Love the voice on that. Says that. Yeah. Um. Oh, and the savant, Michael Rooker. Oh, he's also in it. Yeah, we didn't see him at all. Yeah, we saw him. He Did didn't he say, say words? anything. Yeah, you know, he just kind of looked around. His shenanigans were. I feel
0: happy. like I only noticed the words. Mm Hmm. So they're all cannon fodder, probably. Yeah. If Michael Rooker doesn't say he's Mar- I'm Mary Poppins, y'all.
1: Or At least some reference.
0: Oh, that's the thing I missed to talk about last week. Oh yeah, I watched Guardians too. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. All right. Well, that's Suicide Squad. That's Suicide Squad. I'm so. I'm just. Coming I just. The
1: Theater soon.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll have like what one or like so well, one probably two recording sessions, five episodes something like out,
1: that so we'll figure something out
0: yep but yeah that looks like fun i'm so excited
1: all right you know what i'm even more excited for what's that scooby-doo straight out of nowhere
0: no it's straight out of nowhere scooby-doo meets courage the cowardly dog
1: That that is correct
0: yeah i <laughs> cannot believe that i never thought about combining these two
1: they fit together like Less perfectly than you'd expect. I want to get into it, but do do your thing.
0: Well, I just think it's going to be a phenomenal little, like, uh, with the Scooby-Doo, every solution is always, like, some normal thing, but Mm -hmm. someone's messing with people. Right. With Courage the Cowardly Dog, it actually is paranormal, fantastical things happening. Right. And so, I like, they're going to have to dance a fine line about which one they break.
1: That's my problem. Yeah. They have to break one of them.
0: Yeah. I think... Well they don't they might not have to break one of them. They might have it be that someone is involved. Like mm-hmm. a Scooby Doo person is like got nestled in with something creepy happening from like mm-hmm. the, so like the 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 cricket or the insect thing is actually a cricket or insect thing but like the guy that's there is actually like a person. Like mm-hmm. it's like a partnered thing. Yeah. Cuz that's how they do that. They don't like
1: I bet that's a dude in an insect, or an insect in a human suit.
0: <laughs> the insect is an insect in a human, no, the dude is an insect in a human suit, the human is an insect, or is it? A- yes. They're, yeah. If they're- it's
1: not that, i <laughs> riot. I'm not going to watch this movie, but. <laughs>
0: I'm, I might, I might get drunk one day, mm-hmm. and just, I'm not. A, I'll never get around to it. I've got so many more important movies to watch. Like yeah. I got to watch Tinker Taylor again. Yeah. Because we'll probably one of the upcoming episodes will probably be about spy movies. Yeah. By the yeah, way, yeah. I mentioned that to you, I hadn't mentioned that to you
1: yet. Okay. We're gonna do that. Sounds fun. I'm gonna... Black Widow. Right. So. Pew, pew pew She's good at shooting and stuff. Good at shooting, as yeah. it turns out. Yeah. Sure, is
0: shooting. And and with serious face while following through sky. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs>
1: I can't get over that. <sighs> I'm gonna glare these guys to death while they shoot at me yep
0: anything <laughs> else you want to talk about with scooby-doo
1: no because speaking of scarlett johansson hmm? um after black widow i don't know if this is a step up a step down or a lateral move but she is going to produce and star in a tower of terror movie for disney
0: a tower of terror yeah that's well, tower of. Te- it's a ride
1: so was pirates of the caribbean originally, right and haunted mansion and jungle cruise
0: jungle cruise where did that come from? They have the the sta- uprights mm-hmm. in the theater, but I didn't I've never seen that happening.
1: I think the trailer dropped like last February, so right before the pandemic and they were going to aim for a summer release date and then it just kind of disappeared from the radar.
0: I I just never saw and it's got Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. How did that fly under my radar?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one's very excited about it?
0: Yeah. But also, like, was, what was it? House, Haunted House? What was the uh,
1: Haunted, Haunted Mansion.
0: Mansion? Was that a good movie? No. Do you think Jungle Cruise Cruz is going to be a good movie? Not really. Tower of Terror is not going to be a good movie. Probably I th- not. I think Pirates of the Caribbean was a weird one-off. Yep. But, yeah. like, it's- so the thing is, Pirates of the Caribbean is about a setting and a group of people. Yeah. You can tell a story with that. Mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion is a setting. Tower of Terror is a building. Yeah jungle cruise is just an event like there's not a story to be told with those
1: i mean it looks like from the trailer they have a story where emily blunt's got to go find the thing and Dwayne the rock johnson's just the man for the job um classic yeah but uh i don't know i mean you could do it right if you do like a a sort of twilight zone horror but not like sort of intermediate horror kind of kind of level thing i think it would i think it could work if she doesn't
0: fall from the tower and slow down at the last minute
1: i'm gonna be super disappointed if she doesn't fall from the tower and just glare her way the entire way (laughs) i'm gonna be super disappointed
0: (laughs) oh man i think i i'm wondering if this might be a situation where she had a series like she had a deal with disney about a series of movies and they added one extra movie that they intended to mm-hmm. purely to throw off the news reporters they're like "Ah, oh, she's got uh, uh end game is coming out and we know a black widow movie is coming out uh and she's got three movies left mm-hmm. so she'll survive Endgame or whatever and right. this was just to throw it off and now they're like now what do we do with her <sighs> tower of terror i guess
1: apparently I tower feel- of terror has been adapted it was adapted as a tv movie in 1997 starring it's- steve gutenberg and kirsten dunst sounds like it was probably terrible i'm pulling it up on imdb right now and if my computer weren't going so slow i'd be able to tell you the ratings um well this is important to me now so 6.2 on imdb with three thousand ratings so
0: not the worst but not good
1: fairly marginal yep yeah Uh,
0: well all right well that's the thing that's gonna happen apparently i am going to actively convince myself that that movie is gonna be fantastic Contrary to what I just said. Sounds like fun. I feel like this podcast has three hosts. There's Batman, there's press and positive, and there's press and negative.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I talk enough for two people.
1: It's true. I don't have to talk at all, really.
0: Yeah. It's just my two sides <laughs> having a conversation.
1: Yep. Doing a full little Smeagol Gollum bit over there. Mm-hmm. I think it works out pretty well. Um, Transformer 7. Are you kidding me? Rise of the Beasts. What? Yep. What do we know about it? Transformer 7. <laughs> Rise of the Beasts. <laughs>
0: All right. So we don't know anything about it.
1: No, we, we do know a little bit. Uh Shia
0: LaBeouf back?
1: Um, no. It's, uh, it's actually going to be set in the 90s. Um, it's going to follow the popular Beast Wars storyline from the uh, Transformers cartoon, a thing which I know a lot about. I'm not reading off of my laptop right now about this.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I totally believe you.
1: Yep. Um The Beasts. What are the beasts? Are the beasts uh, animals? Uh the terror cons are gonna be the primary villain. Primary villain. This sounds so stupid. This sounds pretty stupid. Is it
0: Michael Bay still? Um Has I'm, it been Michael Bay?
1: I'm sure he's producing. Yeah. Uh, uh I don't think he's gonna direct anymore i don't think they're gonna let him why uh it's being directed by stephen capel jr who directed creed 2 which which is allegedly fine
0: it's pretty good it's mm-hmm. fine you've seen
1: it yeah okay
0: it's it's not nearly it doesn't have nearly the same impact as mm-hmm. creed does sure um but i remember liking it okay. tessa thompson's good in it and pregnant mm-hmm. yep i think she also has, I think it does like a time jump where she has the baby. Okay. Can't remember. In a while. Anthony Ramos is going to be in it. Oh,
1: I like Anthony Ramos. There we go. We're on board. Can you convince yourself also that this movie is going to be great or is your positivity quotient running out? My
0: positive, positive, positive. Say the line. My positivity quotient has never been higher. <laughs> I'm going to love this movie. There it is. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god. But we'll I feel it. like this is. Okay. Mark, your brother, has mentioned to us that we should do an episode on franchises that have gotten too wrapped up in their own mythology. Mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean, one of the kind of small reasons I'm watching it is to kind of vaguely prepare for that so I can have seen these movies. Yeah. Transformers is another one I need to watch. Yep. And then probably. Uh, fast and the furious maybe I'm sure. I'm sure and then what's another one that's just gone too
1: long fantastic beasts and where to find them
0: not well that yeah that, but that hasn't like it's not too wrapped up yeah there's it another was. one that i'm drawing a blank on that they just keep
1: releasing movies um marvel <laughs> <laughs> uh Die Hard has kind of started to have that issue yeah it's not a mythology thing though
0: necessarily yeah um but but anyway i feel like that's one of the we, we should do an episode on we should do some rewrite episodes mm-hmm. like kind of build up to your star wars one where we rewrite the pirates of the caribbean movies and the mm-hmm. transformers movies okay like watch them all through and talk about like where they went wrong with it and stuff yeah. like that i think it that'll be good miserable it sounds absolutely horrible yep. and i think i'm gonna be drunk 87 of the time
1: it's gonna be great content though you're gonna love it
0: 87 is that number. my number or is it 72? Seventy-two. Dang it! No. I think eighty-seven's my new no, no, number. No,
1: no, no, no. It wasn't it wasn't seventy-two. It was uh seventy seventy-eight. Seventy eight. Seventy-eight. That's why you were thinking eighty-seven. Ah,
0: yeah. I'm flipping Oh, this is uh negative Preston. Uh-huh. Positive preston is seventy-eight. Negative preston is eighty seven. There I you see. go. That's how you know who's i don't have did
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay so, so that's happening we're excited do we know for anything
0: about the, oh wait we already talked
1: about it we, we talked about what yep. we know about it we also know that we don't care about it right so there's that what
0: if it's anthony ramos but it's anthony ramos who is the as the character who had one line in uh godzilla king of monsters
2: Ooh! and so we have
0: transformers and godzilla king of monsters in the same thing so you have these giant robots fighting these giant monsters pacific rim
1: i'm back in <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm sold it's gonna be a great movie <laughs> i'm gonna tie it all in together i'm so sorry for how loud that got
1: <laughs> that got real loud <laughs> uh let's see um warner brothers <laughs> has been restructuring their release schedule a little bit and dune has been pushed back Three weeks. I don't it's still too much. <laughs> October twenty second is the new release date.
0: Oh, doing got much back. I guess that gives me a little bit more space to read the trilogy.
2: Yeah, a couple more weeks. Because I there. think,
0: Matt, I've got some fun news for you, not fun news for me, or my free time. Huh? Um I kinda just want to keep reading books. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I read the first couple chapters. We talked about it last week. I yep. read the first couple chapters of Honorable Schoolboy. And I just want to keep reading that. Yeah. And then I want to keep reading Dune. Like yeah. I think okay. I was excited to read the comics. Mm-hmm. Until I read Anna Senti's Run on Catwoman. So I think that's what made me not yeah. like I, I need to read some good comics to get me back into reading comics that uh, a bit. pattern. But um no, I can't wait to read the Dune trilogy, the rest of the Dune trilogy. hmm should I read Dune again?
1: Um probably wouldn't hurt just because I mean that's but the it's one also we're be big. But it's also relatively quick read for. How Literally big it
0: is. 24 hours for me, yeah. almost exactly. That's
1: actually pretty impressive.
0: Really? Oh. Huh. Really? I feel yeah. like I'm a slow reader. Although it also depends. Like yeah. it varies wildly on how long I read cuz I like get my momentum and then i just start oh like, yeah and also <clears throat> how active my uh inattentive 80 if i'm like so adhd little lesson here for you i've been learning a lot about it because i'm struggling with it a lot lately and i'm trying to figure it out mm-hmm. uh do you know what add is
1: uh, attention deficit no you disorder. don't it
0: doesn't exist anymore it's a it's a
1: Subset of ADHD. Boy, you really just set me up to fail on that <laughs> one, didn't you?
0: <laughs> so ADD, so ADHD has three not types. It's a it's essentially a spectrum, similar mm-hmm. to autism has a spectrum. Okay. Um, where you can have it very badly or just a little bit. Okay. Um, so like Kalen probably has it just a little bit. I have it pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's three kind of ways it can present itself. There's inattentive, which is what was formerly diagnosed as ADD. There's hyperactive, which is what people associate with the hyperactive adhd which can present itself physically like fidgeting and being hyper kid or mentally where it's like easily distractible your brain is going all over the place Mm -hmm. it's imagine a beehive um and then there's a combined where you're doing both right um and so if i'm presenting inattentive adhd in any given day i cannot read because oh my god i will go for three pages and not realize i've been reading
2: (laughs) yeah
0: <laughs> uh but if i'm like if i'm pretty not presenting all that much then you know i'm just, chugging just reading chugging yeah. through and thank god that happened on that trip that i was reading dune because i did finish dune yeah first book i ever finished yeah and that made me enjoy books yeah it
2: thank really god
0: out well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah okay. uh but also like i don't know if i want to like, cause I want to read the entire trilogy before watching *Dune*, because like, right. I feel like I, even though it's only the first half of the book, I want to go into it with the entire trilogy, like the lore and everything fully known.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but I don't know if I have the time. Is it October 31st? 22nd. 22nd. I don't know if I have the time to do that. Ah, so what are the other, uh, moves that happened?
1: Uh, Clint Eastwood's next movie, uh, Cry Macho, um, has moved to September 17th. Um, let's see. Uh, Many Saints of Newark is moving back to take that October 1st slot. Um, What's the Many Saints of Newark? The Sopranos prequel.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, nothing else super high profile is moving.
0: Okay um so do you know does it say why this is happening
1: uh the thinking i don't think they've officially confirmed this but the thinking is to push dune a little farther away from no time to die which Mm. is coming out october 8th yeah they need to i mean that is two
0: very big properties
1: yep i think it's gonna lose money i think dune is gonna lose probably quite a bit of money and so anything they can do to claw back some of that box everyone listening
0: don't go see no time to die everyone go see dune Yep. I need Dune to make money. We need Dune to make money so yes. that they will green light the second one. Yep. I really hope they don't cancel the second one. That would be It is gonna hurt my soul.
1: I like it just it feels inevitable at this point, but yeah. we'll see. God. Yep. So this that's gonna be a busy month because October twenty second also releases Last Night in Soho. Edgar Wright's next. Right. Movie. And the French Dispatch, Wes Anderson's new movie.
0: Oh my god!
1: It's a good a, thing we can do a triple feature. I'm too old for that. that yeah, doesn't sound fun anymore. Yeah, no, I. It's
0: a good thing I'm getting a raise, probably because I, yeah. I, I had to pay for all that.
1: Yeah, but it's yeah, a lot of movies. It's a lot of movies.
0: What else has happened? We are filling time pretty well. So uh, yeah,
1: um, I've got some just some little things, um let's see uh we've got a writer now attached to rogue squadron
0: yes i saw that
1: actually matthew Robinson. right here
0: literally star wars patty jenkins uh rogue squadron gets writer yep. <laughs> it's right here on my like my google notifications
1: yep and that's uh that's fine it's cool it's um Except when I click
0: on the link, it doesn't take me to the actual thing. Everything's about Loki. <laughs> That's okay.
1: Of course. Um, it doesn't... I mean, writers don't generally mean that much. Like, yeah. Good writers can make a difference, but in general, in Hollywood, when a writer gets hired, it's just like, oh, you're good at writing, come write this movie for us. Yeah. I have an idea. There's already
0: been like a written by committee storyline and they just need them to like write the dialogue. Yeah. And I,
1: I think Patty Jenkins has taken some creative control on this. She's talked about how it's kind of a passion project for her. Yeah. Her dad was a fighter pilot. Right. So she's setting out to make a fighter pilot movie right. with X-Wings.
2: That is
0: not what X-Wings sound like.
1: That's TIE Fighters. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> do you know Star Wars? It's more of a, it's, it, it's harder to do. It's a little more of like a mechanical, just a, I, I can't get the tone right, but you know what I'm going for. This no, has been quality. Thanks I don't know listening. what you're going for. Okay. I'm just going
0: to let you suffer in this little <laughs> attempt.
1: <laughs> uh, How I Met Your Father has gotten a writer. Uh,
0: is it tied to How I Met Your Mother, or is it a different
1: story? Um, I think it's related. So it's they're describing it as an update
0: what of. if what if it's the story of how i met your mother but from the wife's the mom's perspective but it's spoiler alert for how i met your mother, real quick but it's after she died and it's through a medium it's spooky mom talking to them through the back uh, from the afterlife
1: you know generally i like your screwball pitches they're kind of fun <laughs> and i see how you can spin them off into something but that's just terrible <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but what if what if it is like it's it's her telling that story because mm-hmm. like up to when they meet because mm-hmm. like we know how it happens after and it, it can be her telling the story to
1: our kids before then why not get Kristen Malotti back why cast hillary duff oh what <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah she's still around apparently i thought she went back to her mothership <laughs> oh my god
2: yeah
1: uh no for what it's worth though um pam Fryman. uh so uh, correction she's not actually a writer uh she's going to be an executive producer and she's going to direct the pilot episode um which means borderline nothing she directed 196 of the how i met your mother episodes
0: well i mean like she's directing the pilot borderline means nothing right you just have to convince a bunch of rich people to say yes that's all you got to do. The pilot. It's like, was it like 60% of the time pilots just get either redone or it's not the actual first episode. Yeah. Like with star Trek, the original star Trek, the pilot was actually an episode that happened. Oh no. They recut it mm-hmm. into. Was that the same show? Was it the same show? Or did they do it in a later show? Hmm. But they basically, it was like, Oh, it was, it was the same show. It was the original. Do you know about this? No. So the original pilot, uh they had a different captain Kirk or whatever it was like uh-huh. a different it was a slightly different cast and so what happened is in like season two or something fact don't fact check me on this I'm ballparking some numbers on this uh in season two they went to like it was like a court where there was this man who was in a like a, a wheelchair thing mm-hmm. and was reminiscing of a mission they did forever ago uh-huh. but it was, That was the first episode. That's really cool. The pilot. And so it was like scenes, or like, uh, yeah, like basically full scenes Mm -hmm. of just him recalling it, but like recontextualized as in a court thing, which was kind of cool. It was like the best pilot ever done, Mm -hmm. I feel. Um, So anyway. Anyway. So cool. She did how many? A hundred and how many? 196. 196. Out of how many? 208. So she's the one who did... Now I, I met your mother that's
1: your mother yeah uh
0: what, what are the are the eight like the last season or the first season or just interspersed
1: um i'm not sure i would guess they're interspersed just as you know you get a guest on to do something or like mm-hmm. one of the actors decides to direct one of them or like a filler episode or something or something like that yeah but yeah i'm not not 100 sure on that so yeah, uh we'll see. They're gonna do uh it's gonna be on Hulu. They're gonna do 10 episodes. Um Is
0: this I... a Disney thing? No. God, I hate when non-Disney things go to Hulu. Why? Because Hulu's Disney. Okay, right. my reasoning is that they can go to more accessible places like Netflix. hmm Like, I I want Hulu to die already. I'm tired, okay, no, okay, so here's. The real reason that I don't like when things go to Hulu. Because Hulu needs to die. Because. Don't look at me like that. Stop being a weird face. Um, Makes my nose itch. Hulu is almost completely owned by Disney now. Disney should be phasing out Hulu to get everything to Disney Plus. So that my claim that you only need three Disney Plus, HBO Max, and Netflix. Stop putting things on Hulu! Except Letterkenny exists on Hulu later yeah. can they go to netflix
1: <laughs> <laughs> no they need hulu is um well hulu is starting to occupy kind of its own niche not just as stuff that wouldn't be family appropriate for disney plus but also for like they've got hulu has
0: plenty or disney plus has plenty of not family appropriate stuff
1: oh yeah no sure
0: name one pirates of the caribbean three <laughs> <laughs>
1: yikes no but you're right there's not yeah. Um, no, uh but Hulu's also got like they've got the live TV, um, mm. which is a, I would guess a significant portion of their, their model.
0: Yeah. So That's true. They're becoming like the sling. Yeah. Yeah. Live TV's dying, guys. Got the cable.
1: Was live TV ever alive to begin with? I mean <laughs> That's Yeah a
2: stupid question. <laughs> 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 yes, yes it was, Matt. <laughs>
0: Uh, there was never live TV. Uh, the moment TVs became a thing, <laughs> they immediately went to streaming services. Netflix uh, is a hundred years old. <laughs> uh, is there anything else? Or are we done?
1: We're done. Shall we then? Fast and Furious Nine made some money. I don't care. We shall. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening to these now updated news. Um, let us know the news we missed. It probably all happened in the last week, and we haven't talked about it because we don't know about it yet because it's the past for us, and what happens happened.
0: We are past men! Right. Weird thing for me to say. That was
1: a weird thing for you to say. Felt like it should have been a reference, but it wasn't. It wasn't. wasn't. Uh, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. That's really all just becoming one word at this point, but that's all I got, <laughs> so... Uh, you can find us occasionally if you look hard enough on social media, uh, we're on Facebook, just us losers. Um, we're on Twitter at just us losers pod where I'm really hoping for a good Ann a rant. Maybe it will have happened by the time this episode is released. Yeah. I'll, I'll use some optimism there. Uh, we're on Instagram sort of at just us losers pod. Also, uh, we'll, we'll post some nice pictures there as we do things over the coming weeks. Hopefully. No promises, but we'll try. Um, We're on Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com, where if you want to tell me all about how excited you are for Scooby-Doo, colon, straight out of nowhere, colon, courage the cowardly dog, colon, too furious to fast nine. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear all about it five paragraph essays only of course as we know uh are we anywhere else we're on youtube if you're listening to this this is the audio version of the podcast you can find a shortened condensed video version on youtube for maybe your friends that just want to try a little sample of us they they think that a, a full hour or so of us being in their ears would be too much they want to try a little little video bit
0: now a full hour of me being in our ears is too much
1: it's absolutely true i'm just here to to counterbalance that take some time away from you
0: to say is a full hour of us in our ears is too much for me but my brain decided (laughs) (laughs) it works
1: it works let's see uh next week we'll be just talking about uh well actual us again we'll talk about what we've been up to and we'll talk about some news and then coming in a couple weeks i don't know something There's a
0: couple ideas
1: content might be villains might be Spies. Might be Whodunits.
0: Those are the three options.
1: <laughs> be one of those. It'll maybe be Villainous Spies Whodunit.
0: Ooh.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Content ideas.
1: There we go. I'm going to put that in the spreadsheet real, real quick here.
0: God. Who has a spreadsheet? End of the episode. Thanks for
1: listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.